0: This is K-Pop Sunday, brought to you by K-Pop Sunday before you have to go back to work on Monday. We are your hosts, Onyx, Min, and JR. Welcome to episode
1: 24. Today, we will be talking about our favorite overlooked K-Pop songs. But first, it's been pretty much an entire year since this podcast began. We actually released our very first episode all the way back in October 6th, 2019. So this is pretty much our one-year anniversary. A couple of days early but you know isn't that fun did you guys think that we would make it to a year no
2: (laughs) i'm thoroughly impressed yeah and you guys are great hosts thanks for thanks for having me
0: we're really learning a lot aren't we we've come so far from just making posts on tumblr to learning how much stuff we've had to learn over the past last two years over like resources how to do stuff
1: yes and
0: we still have so much to learn exactly (laughs) but we're 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 going, so yay, us. Yes, yes.
1: Yeah, I think we've managed to make every single podcasting mistake you can make.
2: (laughs) And we're still here. Yes, and you are too, so thank you for
1: listening. (laughs) So, Mind, where are we going to start? Let us start off with some of the songs that we
0: wish were more popular. My first one is B.A.P.'s track, Goodbye. Have you guys heard that track before? I don't think so. Okay, so Goodbye came out right around the time... It was not right around the time that they debuted, but it was very early on. Oh, wait! And it was very cute. It was back in the time when, like, they still used Matokis.
2: I miss them! Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love... They have one of the best mascots in K-pop and they don't use it. It makes me so mad. They use it
0: so well early on. And it was like, it was a very good promotional tool, in my opinion, just of how you could see like the different members, especially because they all had their hair dyed the same color at first. Mm -hmm. So that was like really confusing to new fans. But they start off very strong right out the gate. But Goodbye was one of those that I feel like it didn't fall under the radar for... BAP fans, but it was something where I thought it'd be kind of cute if the company had revisited it towards the end of the members' contract, and they brought it back. Mm. So it's like to sort of wrap up the storyline of the Motokis. Because mm-hmm. for those of you that would yeah, been for really those of you cute. don't aren't BAP fans, basically when BAP debuted, they had a reality TV show called Tada. It's BAP. It was a hilarious cringe fest. You need to watch it. <gasps> Uh, anyone who's watched it will know that. It's a great yeah, name, though. But basically, the premise was that the BAP members were bunny aliens from another planet, and they were coming to Earth, and they had this whole mission, and uh, one of the members, Jeto, he was a robot. And, like, Yongguk, who was the leader of the group, was also, like, the leader of this mission. And then <laughs> Himchun was, like, his second-in-command, and, like, they had, like, all these different roles. And it was very interesting. But I kind of wish that, because they promoted it so much, and even to this day, like, their light stick has a Matoki on it, and a lot of people are big fans mm-hmm. of the Matokis, I wish they sort of wrapped up the storyline where they go back to their home planet. Like, mm-hmm. right before the mm-hmm. end of Contract. Like, I know that they had, like, their one last release, but I kind of wish, though, that they had... Either re released it or done like a new version of it. Like the same song, yeah, yeah. but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how like so- uh, Super Junior had Sorry Sorry, then they had Sorry Sorry Answer, which are two very different songs. Mm. But I wish that they had done the same for BAP's Goodbye. Like, I think that would have been an excellent wrap up. So I'm glad that you mm-hmm. all agree with me, but that was something that kind of bugged me when they disbanded. I was kind of waiting for it to come back and it didn't. <laughs> and I was like, oh. It's unfortunate.
2: So, the song I want to talk about is an OST from the K Drama School 2015, Who Are You?, which is an installment of the school series. And it's not my favorite installment, but it's pretty solid. It's the song Reset by Tiger JK featuring Jinxia from Mad Soul Child. And it's a great song. Oh my gosh. It's probably in my top five OSTs and Jinchil and Tiger JK's voices go so well together. It's incredible. And the synth, it just, it goes so hard. You got to sit there and vibe with it. Very well done. <laughs> also the lyrics, like it goes really well with the whole point of the drama and all that. And I need, I just need them to collab again because I feel like it's almost a perfect song, which is really, it's saying something I know, but I just, I highly recommend it to anyone who wants to watch it. Check it out, if you can. And you should. Because why can't you? I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Min? Mine isn't necessarily super
1: underrated, but I think Big Bang's Stupid Liar should be a bit more popular than it is, even though it was. It did place really high in the charts back in 2011 when it came out, Ooh. but it wasn't our title track. That was tonight.
0: Oh, okay, that. Okay, I know know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, Stupid Liar is just Big Bang's version of a ballad, but it's still a danceable song. And I don't know, I just, I vibe with that song so hard, and I have ever since 2011, but since it's so old by now, people don't know about it, which is fine. I don't know many songs that came out in 2011 off the top of my head, (laughs) so why would somebody who got into k-pop in, like, 2018 know of the song? (laughs) It's a good song. Uh, I wish they got a music video for it. There's multiple, like, Inkigayo performances and stuff Mm -hmm. for it, so you can find videos of them actually performing it, but there was never, like, a music video, which would have been
2: great. And unfortunately, a lot of these songs won't have music videos, so when you do look them up, you'll probably just come across maybe a lyric video, maybe a fan-made music (laughs) video. So, yeah, it's Uh, unfortunate.
1: I do love me a good fan-made music video, though. Yes.
2: And actually, the song I just talked about, it has a fan-made music video with 30 million views. And I was like, who? who's watching this? Like, I don't know. It, it's got, it's got Sung Jae from B2B in it, so that might be why. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or it's just people like me who go on YouTube and re-listen to songs over and over again. Onyx. Chung
0: Lim. Chung Lim. <laughs> He's known for Step and Chewed Gum. Those were like his two on like his debut sort of ep that he's known for but this track though is called sugar point have you guys ever heard of it i've not no. heard of
2: this person how old is it do I you know
0: the brand no is sugar
2: sugar point is a brand yes it's a oh, clothing okay. brand i don't know so is this like a like a orange caramel a bing a bing type deal like he made a song for it
0: yes Ooh. so first of all chung lim was a solo artist and he only he literally had like One EP and, like, three singles, and then he was gone. Oh, no. (laughs) And, like, he was known for... He was, like, when he first debuted, like, he was, like, wow, he's really talented. Like, can sing, he can dance, he's very handsome, he can act. But Sugar Point, basically, though, was, like, a clothing brand, basically. Mm. And so he was the model for it, and then also he had a track for it. And it was very cute because it had him working at, like, a car repair shop. And then, like, he had, like, a crush on a girl who also could repair cars, it was interested in it. <laughs> it's just a very interesting music video and a lot of like older K-pop fans. I believe it came out in 2009. So that's like over 10 years ago. But I believe it was like after Sugar Point, like he just disappeared. So sad. It, because it was a promotional track for basically a CF. And this happens sometimes with CFs where like they'll release a track and it'll be a single, which lately they'll be online. But back in that time period, they would they would not release like mm-hmm. anything for it. Mm. like it'd be like this is an ep but no you cannot purchase it and like there's not even like an official music there is an official music video obviously but like it's not anywhere official anymore so annoying like there was no official channel that was back in the time period before brands started getting on top of hey let's upload this on a youtube channel
2: yeah so my next one is also an ost and it is from the web drama xo next door and Baekhyun sang the song Beautiful For It. And it's a super sh- short, super cute little web drama. You could probably binge it in like a day or two. I know I binged it in one day with my little sister. But you know, we were on break. It was cool. But also the female lead is Moon Ga Young. And she's pretty popular nowadays. But this was probably one of her first like more adult roles. I think she was a child actress. Besides the point. It's just a really pretty song. Baekhyun's voice is beautiful. I love it. Super smooth. And it feels like a really textbook OST in the sense that it's, it's like, it's a love song. I mean, there's not a whole lot to it in that sense. And it came out like five years ago, but I still listen to it to this day. It's really great. Also, I just, I love Korean groups doing K-dramas. It's probably really expensive. And that's why it's not common, I guess you could say. But I know GOT7 has done one. And SF9 has done one. But if you guys know of any other ones, let me know. They're usually really short, and I like that. So, you know, it's a good song. Min, how about your last one? For this section, at least.
1: My last, like, kind of underrated song, but I don't know if you would call it that, is Dreamcatcher's Red Sun from their Dystopia 3 of Life album, or their first album. This song does have a special video, like a dance clip so you can actually go watch it but it has like three million views it's a lot but their main music videos like scream and "Boca," which came out recently has like 22 million so dreamcatcher fans have probably seen and heard red sun normal k-pop stands? probably not and that's fine but i really like this song and the dance is really good, and it has a very gothic vibes, but not in the, like, German gothic, not a big gothic treffen way, but more of a, like, Japanese anime way, way, wow, way. Being like, this thing sounds like anime. I don't mean it as a negative thing, but I know a lot of people have this dreamcatcher for sounding like anime music, and that's a supposedly a bad thing. Whatever. Get over it. Anime is great. Anyhow. Actually, if you heard their very first song, Mm -hmm. they have this, like, music box intro. Yeah. It's kind of like if you take the music box theme and make it into a song, that's basically Red Sun. That sounds cool. It's definitely a song that won't be for everybody, but you should give it a shot. Especially watch the dance thing, because it's just
2: them in, like, black dresses. It's gorge. I feel like Dreamcatcher's styling is always so pretty. I'm a big fan. Yes. So do you guys have any songs
1: that were like actual title tracks like this was their song that they promoted and you wish was just a bit more popular because it just didn't do that well
0: yes the main one i think of is snooper platonic love have you guys ever heard that yes so exactly exactly and like especially for like very new idols So for those of you who don't know who Snooper is or Platonic Love Boy Group, this is like when they really started off a couple years ago. Basically, it was an 80s throwback and they were at a skating rink, like 80s style skating rink like indoor rollerblading. Did any of you guys ever do that?
2: Yes. The roller rinks? It was painful. I'm not good at it. I used
0: to love it. I couldn't go very often, but there was like one near my house, but then that got turned into a bowling area, Oh. which the bowling area is pretty cool too, but you know, a different activity, <laughs> but it has that sort of 80s vibe to it. For those of you who love like 80s, you're gonna like this. Also, I like the message of, because it's called Platonic Love, and it had the message of Hey, I've got a crush on somebody, but she isn't interested right now. So I'm going to back off and be your friend mm. until she sees me differently. And I'm going to be satisfied with that. So basically telling guys to chill out. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got a crush on a girl and you don't think it's returned. Because yeah. I don't think anywhere in the song like he, like he's let her know. It's just his feelings. He's like, she's not feeling it right now. So I'm going to back off for a while. Just, you know, platonic love. Yeah. Until she sees me differently. And I thought that was pretty good. So that was also a very different story from what else is going on at the it's time. Refreshing. Yes. And also, once it's just a fun track.
2: Okay, so mine is B2B's Prey, which Prey is... It's weird because the it's the Korean word for Prey, Gido. And then I'll Be Your Man, which is kind of the... Uh, english title i don't really know how they do it Mm -hmm. but a lot of times you just see it as pray i'll be your man Mm. so this was the title track from their ninth mini album called new men which came out in 2016 and i was so shocked that this track kind of just flew completely under the radar i'm trying to think of what else came out that year i don't know i just okay the styling gorgeous they're wearing like velvet suits stained glass all around them There's also some really great jackets and, like, a few dance scenes. Just great styling. Their hair looks great. Eyeliner? Eyeliner in 2016? That's not... That was kind of out by then, which also, big fan of. But yeah, Changsub's voice, beautiful. And there's some really cool harmonies in there, which they're known for that. And I think this song is pretty great because I feel like B2B is known for either their ballads or their more, like, really upbeat songs, like movie I guess you. I would kind of group in there more.
0: Yeah, Yeah, they're about group. Yeah. yeah,
2: so this song is neither of those. And I really love it. It's just, it's a really great fit for them, in my opinion. I think this, I, I'm- It's dramatic. Yeah, really dramatic.
0: How about the music video?
2: This song is what stands out to me the most. Like the actual video is great. It's just such a good song. And the fact that it didn't do as well as I would have anticipated really breaks my heart. Because I feel like nobody knows about it. And I need other people to know about it. Because they came out with a quite a few ballads following this. And those did really well. Because I guess that's kind of their thing. Their thing is ballads. So that's probably mm. why. Whenever groups kind of stray away from their genre, it doesn't do as well as the one that the public is more used to. Which is unfortunate. So yeah, I like that song. Min, what's your song? My like title track that
1: I wish got more recognition is "What's ups? stupid liar from their showtime ep it was their last song before going on to a kind of indefinite hiatus and then they later then released color tv with a different lineup and whatever so stupid liar was like the last what's up song with all of the original members and it's actually their best song like Mm. what's up's music it's okay like they came out in like 2012 their music is a very early 2010s they didn't do great but stupid liar is just wonderful because it's a bit more chill than their other songs and i wouldn't say it shows off everybody's vocal abilities amazingly but for the other songs that this group has produced, it really does show off their
0: vocal skills. I don't know how to say that in a pretty way,
1: but it's a good song.
0: It got massively overlooked. Yeah, I was gonna say, were you a fan of them from debut? Yes. Okay, so do you remember how they were originally promoted? Yep, the twerking group. Exactly. So that's why I'm very happy to hear that they ended with your impression towards the end was that, hey, their vocals aren't that bad. That was pretty good. Like, you're th- talking about, like, the track. Because I remember it was very heavily talking about, like, their visuals when they first debuted. So you as a fan following them, and towards the end you're like, yeah, but let's look at their voices. Let's look at the song itself. Like, I'm very happy to hear it. I feel, in my opinion, that's gross.
1: Yeah, like, the music video was still, like, seductive-ish, but not in the What's Up way. <laughs> it's so annoying that their debut track is also called What's Up.
0: Yeah, it makes it hard to search, yeah.
1: Yeah. They're not, like type vocals they will never be that but
0: for them that's pretty good vocals man and stupid liar it's a, it's a good song more songs so i got one h.o.t's outside castle i'm always and i've said this a billion times i hate that this isn't the track everyone knows the group for it was a part it was a combination of very short promotional period the movie had bombed sm was gearing up to dump them And there was also, like, a huge change in fan culture at that time. But especially because it was choreographed, produced by the members, and how, like, the message... Just everything was so perfect that I hate how it's not remembered, especially because like at debut, they were constantly compared to the Backstreet Boys, but then they showed so much growth and I hate that they're forever known for candy. Like (laughs) it just makes me very sad. Just not going to keep harping on that. But the other one is also a B2B song, Irresistible Lips. Uh, My main issue with it is that people think when they want to talk about good early music, they never talk about it. They'll talk about insane instead. And that just... I just hate that because I l- thought that this was a really good debut track and people always overlook it. <laughs> I loved it very much. Still very sad about that.
2: Early B2B is great.
0: Yeah, and I feel like people only talk about like their shenanigans, how loud they are, or, oh, they're a vocal group. Mm-hmm.
2: Which is funny. They have that juxtaposition of being like super goofy, but also singing these like really heart-wrenching ballads. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's great. <laughs> There's not many groups that can pull off that juxtaposition mm-hmm. of serious but also very goofy. Anyway. Uh GR, take us away.
2: Monster X's Fighter. It was the title track off of their The Clan Part 2 mini album, which was like their third or fourth mini album. It was in 2016. It was pretty soon after they had debuted. And part of the reason I love this is for their video, because it is absurd. And I mean absurd. It's kind of a boxing concept. But there's also a lot of teddy bears and there's also like, it It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Honestly, that whole thing, the whole, the clan series, I feel like it wasn't especially cohesive. Maybe it's just now looking back and not having watched the other few videos in a while. But I feel like even then I was like, this doesn't seem to have like a through line. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's fine because I really, I really loved the whole series. Like all the title tracks that came out from there. Up to Rama. I loved everything that Monster X had come out with. Albums, everything. All their music's so good from there, I think, personally. But anyway, this song specifically, I thought it was, like, gonna give them their first win. It was gonna just shoot them into the stratosphere, metaphorically. Mm. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. (laughs) But, like, it's just so good. And then, so in this video, Pink-Haired Kihyun and Wanho's Blue Tips on the Platinum Blonde hair, both of those, like, those are top tier. And should be watched specifically for their hair. And that's dramatic, but I think it worked really well for this. And also, okay, okay. Wanho looks so small. It is the weirdest thing <laughs> I have ever <laughs> experienced. Looking at him from 2016, because I don't know if you guys have seen a picture of Ho lately. He's a big boy. It's a really weird, like, because I'm used to seeing him, like, pretty much the Hulk. And going back and seeing him still buff but looking like a child is really weird like in comparison so yeah i was just i was just so shocked this did not give them their first win again though it's got like horns in it i love horn (laughs) i have said this so many times but like it's just a a recurrent theme with songs that i like and also i have like boyfriend on here janus i'm not going to talk about the song but again horn i am the most one track mind person you will meet when it comes to music (laughs) i'm sorry But yeah, okay, I I could keep going. But Min, you know what? It's your turn. I hand you the baton. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: going for more chill vibes, I guess, for this section. Yosob's Caffeine from his EP, The First Collage. So good. Yosob, if you don't know, is a member of Highlight currently, being formerly Beast. And yeah, Caffeine is his... Pretty sure it was his first solo song or one of his very first ones. He has done a lot of work on OSTs. Mm-hmm. But Caffeine got music video. It's... The music video It's trying very hard to be aesthetic. And it's very broody in a way. But the dance is so good. I absolutely love the dance of Caffeine. I get why the song isn't super popular. Because not everybody is really in the mood for a like slow, peaceful thing Mm -hmm. i think people seek out k-pop more for the upbeat want to feel happy type songs right right so i get why it didn't get big but i it's
2: it's just good though so the last title track we're gonna talk about that kind of went under the radar is from a group that as a whole has kind of gone under the radar cross jeans hey you nuna which was a title track off of their third mini album called Game Start. And this song is just catchy. It's not especially groundbreaking. It's not especially, I guess, good, you can say. It's just an earworm. Listen to it once and it will be stuck in your head forever. I'm doing the dishes. The song pops into my head. It haunts me <laughs> since it has come out. And most of the songs I realize I picked... Are actually from 2016. I just, I think 2016 was my year. I don't know.
0: That was a good year.
2: Yeah. Also, CrossGene has lost members since then. They still are actually putting stuff up on their YouTube channel, like content wise, but like Takuya left, Casper left. So this is Mm -hmm. a good old one with all the members together. Super catchy. Highly recommend. So the next part we're gonna talk about are sidetracks. And, you know, B-sides from the mini album that should have been more popular or should have been promoted. Because a lot of times groups do promote second tracks off of mini albums and albums and stuff like that. And we think that these tracks should have got a little bit more love. So Onyx, why don't you tell us your first song?
0: So my first one, first of all, this is Back in the Day back in 2003 so before you kids were even born rude true, it's true there we've talked about many trends before but there was this trend in 2003 there were quite a couple of artists that were all popular during that time that had one letter word like one letter names like j who i'm about to talk about group s they just called themselves s or mm. su in korean there was h there was m does anyone know who m is no. minwoo from chinois <laughs> that was his solo really? name oh, oh my yeah. gosh yeah that's him yeah. that's hilarious so but oh. yeah like there was like a trend of we're doing one letter names or one letter group so one letter songs that make it nearly impossible to find so <laughs> <laughs> unless you were in that time period you would not know any of this so uh one of the artists though was called jay and she you might know her from uh jr you've seen princess hours yes she did uh perhaps love She's the girl on that that track. That's her. Yeah. So she had an album called The Crush of Love. And the whole album was basically breakup songs and like dealing with like a breakup sort (laughs) of thing. And kind of interesting, though, another mini trend during around 2003 was for a, there to be at least one track on the album that was in full English. That's cool. Like, Wizong had <laughs> Angel, which was in English. She had this. There were a couple others, but this song, though, was also what the album was titled after, but it, I don't believe it was the actual title track, though. Because the other there was another track that got bigger... I don't think this one even got a music video, but it was whole in English, and it was basically sort of like a wrap-up for her pain with being going through a breakup. So, and also, it was a very deep lyrical track for 2003, because mm-hmm. there, if... I know some of you guys listen to Rain. Uh, his old stuff, some of the lyrics are kind of, hmm. Yeah. But Jay, like, this song was actually, like, very deep lyrically. It was really good, so... Unfortunately, that was part of... One of my many albums, which I bought in middle school when I first started listening to K-pop, and then I would let friends borrow it. This is one of those that disappeared. <laughs> I never got it back. Aww. Aww. And that just crushed me because I love... <laughs> the Crush of Love um, <laughs> <laughs> just crushed me because I loved it so much. It was so good. You, this is one of those to look for. So The Crush of Love by J. So, JR, what you got for us?
2: As far as I know this was off of their nct 2018 album but nct is weird about releases because they have so many groups and so many members they like release things really oddly sometimes i know this is this song was also released as an sm station track but it's also on their empathy album so there's that but timeless by nctu this time nctu consists of tail Young and Hyun specifically and they're often put together as a trio which is understandable because their voices go very nicely together and they do a lot of ballads. They also have a ballad with Haechan which also pretty good. Don't remember what it's called but I'm sure you can find it. But this song is just so pretty. It's it's one of those ones that you listen to it and you just you might cry. I don't know man. It's just it's a good one and For a long time, this was one that, like, would help me fall asleep. I just have it on replay really low and just listen to it and fall asleep, too. But I don't really see anyone talk about it ever. And I'm like, this is one of their best tracks, in my opinion. And, you know, I think more people should know about it. That's all I gotta say, really.
1: Yeah. My favorite, like, B-side type track is 21's Baby I Miss You
2: off of their
1: Crush album. 21 has a lot of like live albums and not very many actual albums with their music so I'm pretty sure Crush is like their second full album or something. Second or third. Anyway, Baby I Miss You, it's really good. doesn't have any music video or anything and it got very rarely performed. I'm also not a person that actually sits down and listens to entire albums because I guess I'm a fake fan. So I actually didn't hear this song until I played the dumb YG Entertainment rhythm game. <laughs> That's when I first heard oh. it and I was
0: like, How have I missed the song? <laughs> it's so good. I found so many tracks from that. Because <laughs> BTS had one and I didn't know their early discography so well. Like those those games, like mm. they're obnoxious, but like they're actually really good for familiarizing people with older discography.
1: <laughs> I know rhythm games get a really bad rep, but they're fun. Let me have my rhythm games.
2: They are. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, Baby I Miss You is chill. It's not like a true ballad, but Baby I Miss You is still like, it could it could technically be a dance song, but it's like, a lot of 21's music has that intensely auto-tuned sound to it, because that's just the vibe YG was going mm-hmm. for. And this one also has it, but it's not as jarring in a way. It's nice. I really like it. I wish I got to see it live. But yeah, it's good. 21. Go listen to
2: Love. Then we're good. So what else has more songs? <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm on a BAP kick lately. So, do you guys know Confession?
2: Yes, I think I do. The,
0: okay. I think I've heard okay, it. Okay, so it's from the Skydive. Okay, okay. It's, it's from that oh, yeah. promotion. So, basically, like, it's the track that you hear at the beginning of Skydive, which is the whole thing about betrayal, mm. which is, you know, betrayal of money and guns. Typical BAP. Like... <laughs> You can't have a music video without <laughs> guns, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite tropes about them, besides the Motokis. I love that they have guns in their music video, like, absurd amount of use of guns. True, like, yes. Uh, my favorite use of it, have you seen Honeymoon? Yes. The music video for Honeymoon? Yes. So, like, it's a very chill, very nice track, but, like, there's a cake in the shape of a gun, on the table <laughs> like no one was shooting anybody but they oh had a sneak a gun in there somehow it's like this doesn't make any sense but Where it's so bap team? oh my gosh i don't know but i love the consistency and that always made me laugh but yeah. confession itself like it's just yonggok and jello and like if you're a bap fan like you know it but most people don't basically it's a sinister sounding religious track and it's about like regret and trying to like move on from this bad thing you've done. But I really wish that th- they had kind of taken it and made it like its own music video or like follow-up storyline that had like the visuals of Fancy Child's Bermuda Triangle mm-hmm. as sort of like a response to Skydive. Mm. I would have loved to have seen that happen to it.
2: VAP's old discography is so good. Oh my gosh. Yes.
0: They were so impressive. They're one of the
2: ones where it's like, please go and listen to all their albums. They have so many good b-sides. It's incredible.
0: Also, their fan community is hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) So, let's get to something brighter, (laughs) right JR?
2: Well, brighter sounding, but the topic is (laughs) not so much. (laughs) Which, honestly, when I first heard this song, I thought it was a love song and not kind of like a breakup I'm in despair song, just because of, I don't know, the whole composition of it, but Coffee by BTS is a song off of their debut album, which is Oh, Are You Late Too? And what a name that is for an album. But yeah, I really like this song. I've liked it since I've heard it. You know, like it was one of those ones I was like, this is great. It's so good. And then a few years after listening to it, I found out that the chorus of it is actually lifted from an Urban Zacapa song, which is also called coffee or it might be called drinking coffee or something like that it's slightly different title now that i think of it but during this time bts obviously debuted with like a really strong hip-hop concept and they really like went for the chains and like the do-rags and i was like what are you doing um that being said they had good music during that time their styling not so much that's a whole nother thing though but this song is much lighter than those tracks that they were coming out with during that time and so it was just a nice break from all of that i still like all the songs from that time i'm not saying that the harder stuff is bad but this is just very different from it and it's cool because like i said they took the chorus but then the rappers take the verses and it's just a gem in my opinion if you want to look back that's a good place to start especially since it's more i feel like it's more similar to what they release now than their title tracks (laughs) but that's just me
0: So this is a call-out to a very small portion of the old-school K-pop community, but it's a very controversial opinion. I think One Times It's Over is a better song than Cry from their album Once and For All, which was their fourth album, which is going to make a lot of people upset because that was, like, Danny's, like, big solo thing, like... Teddy kind of featured on it, but, like, it shows Danny wandering around being sad. He's in the shower. He looks very (laughs) handsome. That's why people are very affectionate for it. However, in my opinion, it is not nearly as good as It's Over because It's Over, in my opinion, is a way better breakup song. It's way catchier. I feel like a lot of, like, the wording in English, like, I still quote that a lot. But, like, I think about that whenever, like, I'm, like, angry with something. It's like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. Or, like, one job, when I quit it, I did listen to the song over and over again. (laughs) it's supposed to be a breakup song, but I feel like it goes for, like, anything where, like, you're leaving with, like, very bad feelings. <laughs> it's, like, you're very sad, especially, like, when it was something that really mattered to you, and it's just done. So, anyway, let's go on. I want to talk about obscure collaborations, like, not, like, parody collabs, like, we're not talking about, like, 2 a.m. and 2 p.m.'s Dirty died Girls or Boys Generation, Big beyond. We're talking about like, this is just like a one-off thing, you didn't see it again. Like not meant to stand on their own or be like officially recorded in some cases. So uh, my first one I want to talk about, back in the day, this happened. Shiny was promoting Ring Ding Dong, which I believe all of us are big fans of. But there was one time where Sung got swapped out with Jonghyun. <laughs> That he was in his place. Have you guys seen this performance?
1: No, and I will look at it immediately after I'm we're done recording.
0: This sounds amazing. Okay, the best part about this was that this was during the time like people were like oh he's very shy but especially back then he was very emo in my opinion he had very good reason to be but it was just so bizarre because like we heard that junghyun was sick i believe he had the flu during that time or something like there was something where like he was genuinely sick so Ye Sung, who was also a very strong vocalist and had nothing else to do he got stuck in with (laughs) with very bright dancing shiny like two very different like <laughs> spectrums, I felt like. That's so great. And it was it was so bizarre. And I remember like I had other friends who were into K pop at the time we were like, why is this a thing and where can we get more of this? Because it was so <laughs> bizarre at the time. And then I made myself very sick with laughing at the idea of Ye Sung randomly appearing in other groups. Like just like one member just sits out for a performance and then there's Ye Sung. And like it's like a group that like has like polar opposite concept to him i like can you imagine like vix with rock your body just take out like leo put in <laughs> Sung.
2: so you're like, making no change
0: <laughs> no big change
2: i'm joking i'm joking
0: can you can you imagine the like nct yeah
2: that would be hilarious oh put in
0: Sung. you take out chongmin put in Sung. or like big bang you take out Sung, and then you put in <laughs> Sung. <laughs> like just like the idea of this, like I wish this was a thing. Like that's so my dream. Funny.
2: That would be a great April Fools' thing. Like just take members out of their exactly. groups and like. Some, some music shows gotta get on that.
0: Well, especially because it was for a younger group and, like, very clearly there was, like, a generation difference between Shiny and Super Junior. Oh, yeah. But just seeing Ye Sung in Ring Ding Dong, like, he did not dance, like, the whole choreography or anything like that. He was just there for vocals. But just the idea of just, for just, like, one performance, just <laughs> stick Ye Sung in the group. Who needs to go take a nap? Okay, we're gonna put Ye Sung in. I wish this had become, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. I would have loved this. So, just... Uh, Yes, go ahead, JR. What's yours? So the collab
2: that I want to highlight is Newist's Minhyun and Seventeen Joshua's acoustic cover of the song Overcome. It was a cover project for Newist's Q-Is promotional period. So it's like a special clip type thing. It's not even the whole song. The whole song is probably like three or four minutes long. But this is two and a half minutes long. And it's just them sitting together. Joshua's playing guitar. And they do a slightly revised version of the the song and it's just it's so pretty i remember finding it a few years after it came out i think overcome came out in 2016 it was probably a year or two ago i found this clip and i was so hyped to see the two of them together because for a long time one newest wasn't promoting very much and two 17 was promoting a lot so there wasn't a whole lot of interaction between them even though You did see quite a bit of interaction pre-debut 17 between newest and the members, but just seeing them together was really cool. And if you like that, you can check out Heaven, which has almost all the members. I think Minhyun is the only one that's not there. And that's because he was promoting with 101 during the time, but it's literally 17 members on stage, if I'm correct, which is really cool. Highly recommend. I don't think they ever released for either of these, Overcome or Heaven, they never released the actual single as one thing, which is unfortunate.
1: I would have misunderstood the thing a little bit because the song that I have was never performed live, but it is on oh. an album and it is a thing that I didn't think was gonna happen. But it is Psy and Hyun Do Hyun. Of YB or Hyun Do Hyun Band. Which is bad naming conventions. I'm not a fan. Anyway, they did a song together called Never Say Goodbye, which was featured on Cy's sixth album called Six Rules Part One. <sighs> bad naming conventions. But Never Say Goodbye, it's such a good song. It makes me feel happy, even though I have not actually read the, the lyrics, but I'm pretty sure the lyrics aren't really happy. <laughs> but it's just size rapping fits rock songs. Because this is a rock song, technically. And... They just go really well together. I was I was shocked the first time I heard it because I was like, why why does this work as well as it does? It's just really good. Sai's so a good musician,
0: okay? That's all I have to say. It's just good. Yeah, I think Sai's really good at making, like, labs that you wouldn't expect.
1: Yeah, Sai's just clever. He's just good at what he does. I feel does. like we really mm-hmm.
0: underestimated him. I don't know about you guys, but I, when Gangnam Style came out, I would never have envisioned that someday he would start a company and Hyona would be one of the artists he would sign. Like, that was, I never mm-hmm. would have imagined that, but that's a thing.
2: What if he just goes on and collects all the Sai girls, that'd be so funny.
0: Yes. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> Speaking of things people don't know, I have a trivia question for you guys. My trivia question is this. SM Entertainment is known for its famous Halloween party that they do every year, right? We all know this. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: My question to you is, what year did they start that party? But like they did have a Halloween party, annual one, before this. It was different before it became what it is now, or two very different parties. The old party got Mm -hmm. taken over because of something that happened. It became what we know it as today. Mm-hmm.
2: The costume party.
0: Yes, it's known for being the costume party now.
2: But it wasn't before, yeah.
0: But it was, there was a party, it just wasn't the costume party.
2: Right, right, right. It was 2013 or 2014, right?
0: That's your guess. So JR's guess is 2013 or 2014. Min, what's your guess? You get the answer next episode. And also the explanation next episode. 2011. So Min's guess is 2011. If you think you know the answer to this, please either send us a tweet on Twitter Or post to us on Instagram.
2: Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends about us. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter, at k Sunbays or on our other social media platforms, which will be in the description. Also, don't forget that our next episode comes out on October 18th, 2020. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.